Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Lobs over to Wiggins. Back it goes to Thompson. Thompson fires. Cavs have said they want to shoot more threes this season. Move the ball better. Move Bonnie. Garland off to Mitchell. Mitchell got it. Cavaliers on the move. Broadcasting live ish from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on the sunny shores of beautiful Lake Erie. Y la tiene Tristan Thompson tirando al piso a Clay Thompson y ahora Garland de derecha. Amaga el triple, no lo quiso. Busca la penetración, se va hasta adentro, la pone dos y con falta. In downtown Cleveland. Hello Cleveland! Hello Cleveland! You've tuned in to Wine and Gold Radio. I like it! Now, here are your hosts, Rafa and Joji. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, hey, everybody. Hey, should we say yeah? <laughs> we are in Oklahoma City. Yeah, baby, cosmopolitan. <laughs> I am Joji, sitting directly across from me. On, on the other side of the aisle. <laughs> Rafa Hernandez Brito. Did you vote today, by the way? I did, indeed. Okay, good, yeah. I didn't wear my little mm. sticker. I never do that. Uh, I, I did on. it, like... I put it on, and then I looked at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, nah. I posted one, like, I, I forget, when it was, like, necessary for people, even for me to to tell people to go out and vote. Yeah. I, I posted my, I voted sticker, but other than that, I just... You did vote, though, right? Of course. Yeah. Are you kidding? That is one of the things that we as immigrants look forward to when we come to this yeah. country and become citizens. Because we all mostly come from countries where election day is like a put your life on the line kind of right. thing that you can get shot yeah. while waiting in line to vote. So yeah. for us, this is like a shock to to me at least mm. that is not a bigger day in this country. You know, I know the league is kind of like you know no games scheduled for today. With you know right. we're when we're recording, right yeah. But it's not really like something that like the fact that you have to go out and promote. <laughs> and get people who like, go out and vote. We, right, you'll get right, a free right, coffee. Push people, right? Yeah. So it, yeah, it, that should be it, that should it, be a day off. We I take mean. for granted some of the yeah. some of the liberties, and yeah. that's one of the things that we as immigrants also suffer that we kind of fall into that taking for granted all the things that we have now that we didn't have before we came to this country. So voting for me is always a special thing. They should make it a day off, and what they should do is combine voting day and the day after the Super Bowl, and just make that a national holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then not many people will go for the hangover, man. <laughs> right, right. Uh, anyway, we are checking in from OKC, the first uh, the first leg of the four-game West Coast trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be an eventful one. I just finished a book that was set in Oklahoma City. I just looked around. Yeah? Today, yeah. What, what, what was it about? It was it called about? Uh, Dirty White Boys. It was by uh, Stephen Miller. It's about uh, escaped convicts. You like, vi- you like fiction or you like real stuff? I only do fiction. Really? Yeah, I, I'm the other way around. I like I like to read real stuff. A lot of people are, but I'm, I only do fiction. And I only do fiction on bad dudes. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's kind of my. Do my you ever? And I know you you just I just gonna recommend a book to you that you don't like real stuff. But there, what's the name of the dude that was behind Ted Couple 
in in Nightline, and he Jennings. No, and he was a he's a writer, and he used to write about baseball. I forget his name. He's from ABC. Well, we continue all that. George Will. Yeah, him. Yeah. He has a book on baseball. And it's a really, really, all his books are really good. He didn't throw any Republican stuff in there, does he? No, I don't think it has anything to do with <laughs> politics. It's more just like him as a baseball fan writing. I, we- speaking of baseball, mm-hmm. uh, you, I've talked to you many times about being a, uh, a podcast mercenary. <laughs> that you are, you're like a gun for hire. You're a gun for hire. You're like, and I see you on Booby wearing the big hats. Yeah. Okay? And like, we have. Wine Glow Radio and all its power have made changes. Mm-hmm. I okay. And the big change I want to institute now is I want the team shop to sell those big. Do they do? Styles. I already. Hold they on one second. Them? Yeah, hold on one second. But don't show anything. It's a. It's no, a no, no. I'm not showing anything. I'm looking for the right. I, I, you, you understand why I'm looking for? I I want to get one of those big poofy uh, styrofoam hats. I spoke, the senior, I spoke to the senior. I spoke to the senior vice president and chief marketing officer of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Chris Kaiser, and I told him that we both will be willing to be models <laughs> right. for the you big hats because, yeah, they do okay. sell them at the team shop. They do? Yeah, and I said we would like to wear them at, at one like and go ready. We would like to be models. I we'll would like, yeah. Take my money. You <laughs> right, know? Exactly. Right? And I, we can't model much. We're not great looking dudes. They sell them at Center Court, the new team shop. Have you been to the new team shop at the I, field house? No. Oh, dude. It's newly minted, remodeled, really? and everything. Okay. And also, you can buy it online, but. You know, I want, I want, I want Chris Kaiser to hook us up with okay. some, some, with some goodies, you know, some Lululemon stuff. Great, then we're way ahead of the. Pe- then yeah, no, no, I'm on, I'm on it, man. You know, when he's, when he, when he comes to ask him for stuff, I'm on it. <laughs> because I said I, I looked at you and Booby, and I, and I was jealous, and I'm yeah. like, look at those two guys yeah. with their big hats. Rafa and I sit here do the podcast. We don't wear any hats, yeah. let alone big styrofoam hats. Yeah. And by the way, it looks really cool with the Cavs gold logo, oh. with the new Cavs with the V, think. with the V, with the basket, and I can't net. wait. I'm gonna yeah. wear I, it I already, I already made it, made the first, the first attempt. I'm gonna wear it everywhere. I'm gonna wear it on date. Now. And I'm gonna send a recording of this to Chris Kaiser, just the first segment, so he can hear how <laughs> CavsTeamShop.com. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. We want to be the models, spokesmodels. Uh, let's talk a little Cavs. Um, coming off a big win. On Sunday night. Big yeah. win. 12, 12 regular season in a row that Golden State had beat us. We haven't beat them since Christmas game Day. four, right, Christmas of 2016, of 2016, but game four of the 2017 finals. Yeah. That was the last game we beat them. So it was nice. I, I don't like to include the playoff ones because it's just a whole different, especially finals, it's a whole different monster. But like the fact that we have not beaten them since 2016, and it's only two games a year, but still, still. I mean, it, it's something that you 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 think you will, you, and there were, you know, there were games like the big egg we laid last year when right, they right, came back right, from right, the double, yeah. from the back to back and, and, and they had nobody. Ty Jerome was was looking right, like like a globe hat. trotter. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I I think it's amazing to see what the guys just did in terms of not only first win in I think it was twelve or fourteen. Don't don't take no, don't quote me on it. But I know the Warriors have not lost on the road yet right. this year until they lost at the Fieldhouse. Right. So it was it was something, and you know. Even though it doesn't mean as much as it is the other four years straight that we faced, they wanna beat the crap out of us, especially right. They Raymond and you know, and yeah. the other kid from Akron wants to always you know wants yeah. to always beat the 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 the, the copycat from Akron, the, the other kid. <laughs> right. the other kid from Akron. <laughs> yeah, they. But it was a great win. And, they're uh, they're playing eight games, eight games in eight different cities to start the season. Wow. One at home, and then they play seven, yeah. and then they come home, and then they've got eight different wow. 
uh, spots. And yeah. we'll see them again. We'll see them again uh, in this road this trip. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about it later in the road trip. You mentioned another win earlier before we started recording the New York win. That was, I think, the first real win this season where we looked like how we want to look. Yeah. That's and, the way you want it. That's the and, way we want to play. And sometimes, I, like you mentioned, the Boobies World podcast, we were talking about how I sometimes, I, I don't feel like I have to apologize, but you and I have a different angle onto what's going on on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and the fact that, that J.B. Bickerstaff had not had the chance to play his starting lineup, and that means having his rotations and get the play, like basically have all the bullets in his holster right, right. for the last two games he's had. And you can see the difference in our offense and defense when Jared Allen is in. And remember, he's a little bit... Not out of shape in the meaning that he he just out of game shape right, because right. he has he didn't move much in the. And he talked about today at practice. He talked about how he was gassed that first game. You back. could tell, yeah. and you could tell the pushing and 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 you know and, and the first time back it's, it's Miles Turner who likes to sh play right. on the outside and he was like moving all over the place. So yeah. and had a monster game too. He hit yes. his first yeah. four threes, I think. So that that thing that's one factor, and the other one is you know Darius Garland getting healthy, mm, yeah. and also if you think about the season. That the start of the season that, that La Araña is having. Yeah. And, and when you do things... I always say... An NBA. And I hate to bring, this, bring his name on, but when you talk Cavs, you're always going to have to find LeBron in the mm -hmm. conversation. But to do things that nobody has ever done yeah. for the Cavs, when LeBron played here, whatever years he played, what, eight years? Yeah. So it, I think it's incredible to see what, 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 what Mitchell has been doing quietly, I think. Pretty quietly. And, and the, I'm glad you mentioned that because you talked about things that LeBron didn't do. Mm -hmm. uh, last week, uh, Evan Mobley, that game in New York, he put up numbers, and you mentioned quietly, because yeah. he didn't have a 35-point game, yeah. but the, the, four, the, the steals, the mm -hmm. blocks, the rebounds, the assists, no Cavalier player had ever put up those numbers. Yeah. And again, they weren't all... It wasn't 28 points. Yeah, yeah. It was it, all 14 points, 15 but he, rebounds. But he got two games with 15-plus rebounds oh, already. Yeah, so. again, that that's the golden child. Yeah. Uh, I, I think people, even people I talk to, are slightly impatient with him. They yeah. want him to make this big step, and it's like that's not the way he plays the game. Mm -hmm. Evan's going to just get better gradually and gradually, and eventually he's going to be just a superstar. The great thing, and I, I was thinking about it today, but it's not – Obviously, I'm not comparing the players because it's two different. But like with Wem, Wem Benyama, he's what he's doing right now is kind of like what Mobley was doing up to now. Mm. A lot of it just thanks to their skills and to their, their physique, right? They still haven't really gotten to the point where they can use the... Right. The... <laughs> In Spanish, we use colmillo, the fun, like you know the meaning, like when the veteran moves and yeah, the yeah. thing. So it it is amazing to sit and wait and see what the the flashes that these kids yeah. all have. So I think it's been a great start for the Cavs, just putting up with all the little missing pieces that we have had. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, I, I was glad we beat the Warriors because coming up, you know, living the living living on the road and then not being able to win at home yet, and and we were one of the best teams at home last year. So yeah, it's it was nice to get that win, especially that one. You that day, oh, you did man. double double victory Monday, double, <laughs> double victory Sunday for yeah. you. Yeah. Y ahora en tercero y cuatro, Tillman y Cooper a la derecha, Brian. Noyoku a la izquierda, formación escopeta para Watson. Lo escolta a la izquierda, Jerome Ford. El saque vendrá en camino desde la 5, atrás a pasar. El pase por el centro completo para el Chief. David Noyoku, segundo 
segundo touchdown para él en la temporada. Segundo pase de touchdown en el partido para Deshaun Watson. I did both. Uh, it was a, yeah, I was really beat up at the end of the day because oh, I had to drive to the field house, park there like around 7 a.m. and then walk. I was going to Uber, but then I was, you know, I'm not going to go to the gym this morning. So let me just walk. Midway over, midway down. When I was crossing crossing Superior Avenue, I was like, damn, I should have taken it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I did the game and then packed my stuff. You know, obviously the, our budgets are really high, so we don't have an engineer or anything. So I had to bring my own equipment and I'm my, I'm my own engineer. So I had to pack everything and hike up back, you know, with all the Brownie fans happy and, and barking and, and yeah. seeing all the beautiful t-shirts that they sell on the yeah, way up there. They do have some but it was great. Things. It was, you know, the, the Browns did what they were supposed to do. Yep. The defense stepped up. Our offense looked like what it could look. You know, Njoku is having a monster year, right. I think, and quiet. And then, you know, Cooper is showing that with Deshaun Watson throwing the ball, he can actually run those long routes. And, right. And Miles Garrett, man. I mean, this is the best defense. I'm a lifelong Browns fan. Yeah. This is the best defense I've ever seen. But it's such a but. different defense to the ones that we have seen. Like, for example, the the Ravens defense. It was more like I'm not saying that our the Browns defense is not a, a physical or whatever, but it, they just look so athletic too. Fast, we have the secondary athletic. is just amazing. I mean, like our third best cornerback would start for yeah. Almost so, every team in the league. You know, game, like our, our our linebackers are not those big dudes. Right. But like by JOK it, in on that's, every that's play. That's my guy. He's on every play. You know, and then with Taki Taki getting healthy and getting a pick last yeah. week. So it it's it all it's all a matter of I think whether the offense can actually that's it. just keep us. And they don't need to be the, the, the defense will keep you within Coriel. a possession. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just need to be good. Just just don't don't lose the game. Yeah, that's it. But it was yeah. great. So then yeah, and then we go and we beat the Warriors. And I'm doing that again next not this coming Sunday because they're in they're in Baltimore. Yeah. Next Sunday we have the Steelers at one and then the, the NBA champs at six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's a huge doubleheader. And, and, if, and if we're on the 19th. victory Monday on that one, you should come and do the doubleheader with me, man. Maybe I will for that one. Is that a late yeah. game? It's a one o'clock game. But what's the six p.m.? Is it six? Maybe I will do that one. I don't know. You can write your five keys in halftime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we pause for ten seconds to let our 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 affiliates identify themselves? Yes, please. You're listening to Wine and Gold Radio. Hello, Cleveland. Ohio, America. So we're going to talk to a guest. This is a guest. You set this up. Uh, This is a great job by you. You set this one up. our first guest, I have to, I, I, I've been thinking about this, that our first guest of the year was Tristan Thompson. And mm-hmm. I can't believe, I can't believe we had Tristan Thompson on the show and didn't play him your national anthem. Oh, my God, you are so right. I've been, I've been kicking myself for that. We, now we have to have We have to have him again, that's for that. Maybe for he that. can help me, maybe he can help me get to sing the national <laughs> right. anthem when, when, when the Raptors come right. to town. I'll even do it at the Woolsey Center when, right. when the Toronto 906, whatever the number, whatever the area code is, I'll do it at the Woolsey Center when the charge hosts the Raptors. I, I would love it. I, I, I encourage it. And when you do, I'm going to take my big... Uh, Foam hat off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear the hat and take it off while I'll sing the anthem. Come on, Chris Kaiser, make it Come happen. On, Kaiser. <laughs> we want to be your spokesmodel. God keep our land. Glory. 
back from the break uh, to let some fans know who uh, have not been listening if there's someone out there who hasn't been, uh, that we've been trying to get uh, we're, we're halftime act aficionados we watch every single halftime show every game <laughs> so we're we're critics and we've been trying to get a monkey halftime show all years now and we said you know what let's go right to the source let's go right to the cleveland metro park zoo and see if they'll let us borrow some monkeys for halftime. <laughs> and, well, our next guest will give us the answer, uh, whether that's going to happen or not. Dr. Christopher Kuhar. Dr. Christopher Kuhar, our most, is prom- he, is our he most the, prominent guest. Aside from, like, you know, because we have had Nick Bartlett here, we had Len yeah. Kamarowski, yeah. Yeah. so we have the top of the the top of the top line at, right. in our organization. Right. right, Outside of the Cavs organization, is he the highest he the highest guest? That, yeah, I mean, the like, greatest luminary we've ever yeah. had. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to learn some stuff, and hopefully you guys will too. And uh, we'll be back right after this with Dr. Kuhar from the zoo. Hi, this is George Niang. I like to bang home corner threes, and I never listen to Wine and Gold Radio. There's more of this. 25-footer! After this, on Wine and Gold Radio. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's Almost Good Beer. Remember, Ed's Almost Good Beer was brewed in God's country when God wasn't looking. Wine and Gold Radio. My goodness. Okay, everybody, and welcome back to segment two uh, of Wine and Gold Radio. We are on location, Rafa. Yeah, baby. Uh, and we are joined uh, again. This this could be our most the most prominent guest we've ever had on the show. Is that correct? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. W- without a doubt. Doctor, just real quick. Uh, we are the talent. We're not setting. <laughs> we're not setting up for uh, Chris Fedor or Hayden Grove. This is the talent. Uh, unfortunately, we're the guys. Uh, we are here at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo, and we are joined by the executive director of the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo, Dr. Christopher Kuhar. Yeah, hi. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Wine and Gold Radio. We're, we're, honor, we're honored to have you on. The, the honor is all mine. I'm, I'm thrilled <laughs> that you guys are here. Um, excited uh, to talk. There's so many things to talk about. But first of all, just the fact that we cannot tell you the little preview about why we're here or how we ended up here just by a stroke of luck. We always talked about, you know, primates. We have a fascination with primates, and obviously your fascination is a little yeah. more on, on the academic mm-hmm. side. But And then I met you the day that we came here with our friends at Tito's right. Vodka right. And, and presented the check for, for my, the campaign assist for a cause. And I just said, I have to ask the doctor to see if he can, yes. can come on the show with us. So thank you. As I also mentioned to you before, this is the first and only zoo I have ever visited in my entire life. That's amazing to me. I'm glad, I'm glad this is the, the, the zoo that you've yeah, been to. Yeah, and great. I enjoyed it a lot. First of all, the first
first time I came, I, I was I was a judge on the for the new uh, Cavalier dance team. We were okay. kind of selecting the the first team. This is my my second year here. But uh, I always been in, wondering about all the things that happen at the zoo. A lot of people, and this yeah. is the question I wanted to ask you. A lot of people always talk about not liking zoos because you know animals are caged and all like that. And I just came back from a safari in Tanzania, right. and it's amazing to see them in the right. wild. But you have talked to us about a little bit about, about all the work that the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo does to to help the animals. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I grew up in Northeast Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. So this is my childhood zoo. I, I got mm-hmm. to come here That's a couple awesome. times as a kid. And um, so, and it's a completely different place than it was in the 70s, mm-hmm. right? And I, I tell people all the time, if it was the same experience that it was in the 70s, I wouldn't be working here, mm-hmm. right? This is a this is a really different place that, all, you know, we're doing a ton of research, really trying to figure out how what's the really best way to care about these animals. We're investing a ton into education for, you know, kids in the local community, but also at, you know, at mm-hmm. a professional level, graduate school. Um, and, you know, and I just came back from a, a trip to Rwanda. We were, we were visiting our conservation programs in Rwanda, you know, supporting the conservation of mountain gorillas. So it's really complicated. Most mm-hmm. people don't get it, right? They, yeah. under, they understand <laughs> sure, the guest yeah. experience, <laughs> which is fine. I guess you try to make it look easy, right, as, as, as far as the guests go. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a really complicated, different place. And we're really excited that we're doing some cool stuff. We're here and it's a beautiful day. It's a Monday it's and packed. it's packed. Is this is there something special going on or is it normally just like this? So, you know, so Cleveland Metro Park Zoo is part of Cleveland Metro Parks and we have free Mondays here. So oh, residents of Cuyahoga okay. County and Hinckley Township get in free. Great. Um, but, you know, it depends on the weather. Yeah. Right. And I think that Clevelanders recognize a good day when you get it because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you don't know how many more right. are left. Yeah. Right. right. And, I, and you know, it sometimes depends on where kids are in the school year, if they happen to have a day off or something, parent teacher conferences and all that. Um, but, yeah, we're excited when, when you get a good weather day like this. People come out. It's, it's nice to see. I, I wanted to ask you real quick. And, and again, we're going to eventually, doctor, we're, we're going to we're going to have to ask you the million dollar question. When, we're, when this all wraps up, we're going to have to yeah. ask you Uh-oh. about okay. halftime. whether we get the green light or not from you uh but rafa brought up a good point uh and i guess a lot of people including myself and we're obviously animal lovers that that talk about animals in captivity and you obviously understand it people come in and they feel bad about it i kind of feel bad when it but but you're doing a, a great i'm sure for conservation a great service can you explain why this is not uh something that that harms the animals or why why it's good for them so first of all, I'll say, you know, some, you know, we're doing everything we can to make sure we're providing the best care of those animals, right? And that doesn't mean that we're perfect, mm-hmm. right? Schools do wonderful things. Hospitals do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes bad things happen, right? Mm-hmm. Accidents mm-hmm. or whatever. But for the most part, I think we do a lot and we're, we're constantly learning. I think that's the part that I, I'm most proud of is the fact that we're doing things differently today than we were a couple of years ago. And w- the direction we're going is allowing animals to, to make choices um, they're not just sort of locked into a space and this is what you get. Right. Right. Um, so they're, they're, they're getting, they're given choice. They're given control. Um, we're always assessing it. We're, we're doing changes to diets and, and animals are mm. healthier. They're living longer. And, you know, the choice thing is interesting because I think people are like, oh, you know, animals don't want to be inside and, you know, go check out a rainy day. You know, I think there's some, there's some, there's, there's some videos yeah. out there of like gorillas running, you know, covering their heads <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. their hands. Right. Cause that's really what happens. Like, yeah. yeah. Can they live outside? Yeah. yeah. Do they always like it? No, not really. You know, <laughs> right. elephants can walk hundreds of miles in a day. Yeah, they can. They do. Cause they have to, yeah. doesn't mean they want, want to necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is provide the, 
the things that those animals need, right, to not only just live but also to thrive, mm-hmm. um, and then balancing out. Sometimes when, when you're built for that, you have to move, right? We don't want to make it too easy because right. then you get health issues, right? It's just like us. If, we don't, if we're not active and all we do is sit at home and eat, then, you know, it's, it's not good health and welfare either. So there's that balance of having to work a little bit, having to, um, you know, kind of move around and not having to move around too much, right? So we're right. trying to find that. And I'll, I'll, I hope that in five, 10 years, we look back at what we're doing now and say, man, we weren't good enough because that means we've made a lot of improvements, right. Right? right? We're always trying to do better and better, provide more spaces, bigger spaces, more complex spaces. Um, so it's it's a fun puzzle to always kind of to pick at. Interesting. And speaking of all the all the things you need to do as a, as a, as a zoo, you also need the help from, 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 from organizations like the Cavaliers, for yeah, example, for who sure. have a really good relationship, I think, with, with the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo. And yeah. Can you tell a little bit, talk to us a little bit about the relationship? I know we had the, the city edition uh, jersey last year. Yeah, so last that, year that was, was the, the, the Metro, was Park, the Metro was the... Park Zoo. And also, you know, the, the Assist for a Cause campaign with, with, with Tito, which I think they're running it back again. With yeah. Yeah, but yeah. also the Cavs are still involved. And, and, and I, one of the things that attracted me to come to Cleveland and work for this organization was their, their, their serious intention about being involved and help and provide to the community. And, and I, I'm pretty sure you, you, you will feel the same way. Yeah, and I think part of the reason why people don't understand zoos is because I think historically we were very inward-facing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at a community and what you do is take care of gorillas, how many people in the community can tell you about that? How many people mm-hmm. can help you? Like, so you just looked inside. But as we evolve as an organization, we're, we're looking more outside, right? We're looking at more community partnerships and, and making those connections. And obviously, you, you said it, that's what the Cavs do really well, right, is, is to make those connections in the community. So last year, there was the, you know, the city edition jersey, you know, the land. And um, my understanding, it was, it was a huge success, yeah, right? Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I think they look really cool. Um, and then, you know, the, the Assist for a Cost campaign is something that the Cavs do, and we were happy to align in there. And then, you know, those funds that we were able to, to, to gather from that program, you know, over $20,000, that's going to, to, to support work with Andean bear. So sorry, guys, it's not a primate, but, you know, the, the, the bear species that's in Peru and Colombia and, mm-hmm. and, and in the Andes Mountains, you know, we've, we've had a long-term conservation program there. So we're always looking to find partners to help us fund that and do more and protect more mm-hmm. of those animals. So having a good relationship with an organization like the Cavs, you know, we're, we're always looking to, to find good partners and, and try to be a good partner ourselves. Big shout out to our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka because <laughs> they, sure. were, they were here and they, they really step up when it comes to the assist for a cost campaign, yes. And you always like the big cardboard check, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always nice to hold the big cardboard check. And the photo off, yeah. the one of the elephants. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Kuhar, like, how does a guy, you're from Lorraine, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does a guy from Lorraine, and how did your how did this whole story unfold for you? Man, I wish I could tell you. It's <laughs> one of those things where doors kept opening and I kept yeah. walking through them. I, I was an undergrad at the University of Akron, and uh, I had taken an animal behavior class. And as part of the project, you were supposed to go collect data on a non-domestic animal, right? So you couldn't collect data on your cat or dog at home. <laughs> okay. Like, you had to go, like, either go out in the wild and look at birds or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know. And this is literally my thought process was chimpanzees are cool. I'll go to the zoo and, and collect data on chimpanzees. And, you know, I came here, the the woman who was the director of the conservation and research program at the time, she kind of patted me on my head because <laughs> I did everything wrong. Right. But she helped me. She kind of gave me some information. And I went up and I watched chimps. And while I was up there, there was a group of 20 something animal keepers um, who were there. And, you know, I got to, to talk to and got to know a little bit and learned what zoos really were. And I was like, wow, this is this is actually really cool. Like you said, 
I, I didn't really understand how complicated it was, right? Yeah. So I got to learn more, and then I, I got the opportunity. I, because of that experience, I applied for an internship in Arizona, working with chimpanzees. I ended up going out there. Uh, I ended up going to grad school, um, working on um, tamarins, which are a, a small mm-hmm. monkey species about the size of a squirrel. Uh, Joffrey's tamarins are from Panama. So, uh, you know, I did some of that. And just one opportunity, you know, led to another. And always it was this combination of science and people applying the science and what the programs could do, whether it's conservation or education. And it was this very cool space where I felt like I was able to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't good enough to be like an engineer or something like that. I didn't have those talents. But yeah. this was something that I was kind of good at. And it just it was a way to give back to the community with my particular skill set. And it, it's been fun. It really has. But it's not something that, like... Your, your parents expect you to do that, right? <laughs> right. right. I'm wondering how, how, how you got there. And then primates specifically, just when you started studying chimpanzees, that they kind of fascinated you and yeah. you stuck in that path? Absolutely. I mean, it's the when you start to see, and I, I started out doing behavior, like a lot of it mm-hmm. was behavior, right? So you're watching these complicated social groups. And after you get to know the individuals and the animals and their patterns, you start to see things evolve and you, you know help when people help you understand like, oh, that animal's moving over there to sort of get in a better position, this other animal trying to make, displace that animal because they're dominant. Yeah. You start to see the chess game play out. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is, this is a little Game of Thrones kind of stuff mm-hmm. in here, right? Yeah, so yeah. you try to figure that out. And, and that's really what my early career was, was looking at aggressive behavior in multi-male gorilla groups. And you know, that, 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 that was kind of fun. You know, here we, uh, in Wanna Go Radio, we're, we're kind of like a Siskel and Eber kind of thing. Too. Okay. <laughs> how, and I wanted to ask you this. How real or how way out of possibilities was like the Planet of the Apes movie? Oh, man, like, I don't do know. You get, you, do you watch the, Do you get in? Do you think of that when oh, you watch yeah. those movies? Or, <laughs> I, well, I tell you, you what. Know what. I mean, because it, I think it's amazing. Those... Uh, it, First of all, I love it that is you inc- work Planet of the Apes into this. No, somehow. but it, it is incredible how similar we are. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the yeah. base of the conversation yeah. to begin with. If we don't, if you don't believe of the theory of evolution, I don't know. I don't know why, what else we can explain. But where does what does your mind go when you watch the, those movies that involve primate? Yeah, I don't know about the Statue of Liberty buried in sand, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, but say the stories are like if you stay in this business long enough and you watch animals and you see what happens, like the stories are. Enough to make you go, there's something special going on there, right? Yeah. They're, they're not just mindless automatons kind of bouncing around in the exhibit. You know, the, the example I'll give you is, you know, so we had a couple of years ago, we had our first baby gorilla in our zoo's history, right? mm-hmm. 139 years, never had a baby gorilla here. Mm-hmm. And we had a baby gorilla here and mom didn't take care of him. And uh, we ended up... We were kind of prepared. We always prepare for worst case scenario. We're, we're sort of. You know, I'm sorry to interrupt you. What would be the case of why the mom didn't want? Well, it could could be a little bit. Could be lack of experience. Right? Okay. She hadn't she hadn't done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, she had some health issues uh, okay. at the time too, so that probably contributed to a little bit. So you know, we were prepared in case this doesn't work. And you know, and primates, a lot of primate behaviors learned, right? So if you didn't get to see it as a you know in a family group, or you didn't get to experience it, you may may not be good at it. So we ended up introducing her, the, 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 the male that was born, to another female, an older female. She was 46 years old, something like that. So kind of like a grandma, mm-hmm. right? And she kind of, you know, took on the, this, this baby gorilla and she did I mean, everything we needed to do. Like a couple hours, you know, every couple hours you got to feed a baby, right? You know, so mm-hmm. we don't go in with the gorillas. You know, I you know, joke to say, you can do that once. You're probably not coming back out, <laughs> right? So we don't, we don't go in with them. Everything is through a barrier. So... The keepers had these animals, you know, they're coming up to the, to, the, to the mesh barrier. They were getting food. They were like, 
you know, kind of rigging a bottle through the mesh. They could give the, the baby milk and everything was going great. And then the baby developed pneumonia. Sometimes babies will, right? They regurgitate a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. aspirate the milk, right? Get a little bacteria infection. So the baby had to come out and go with our vet team. And the entire time that that baby was out, Makolo, our male gorilla, um, was contact calling. Like he was looking for him, right? His heart rate was up. Mm. His, his stress levels were up. Uh, we measure a, a chemical oxytocin. They call it the love mm -hmm. hormone, right? Uh, that's really, really high in bonded animals. But when the baby left the group, his oxytocin level dropped, mm -hmm. right? So there's all these connections, right? And the baby was out for uh, about 10 days. And when we brought him back to the building, every single one of those animals started making happy gorilla sounds. And they came up to the yeah. mesh and they're, they're reaching out and they're touching him through the mesh. And it's like, you can see that this baby animal who had only been in the group for 10, year, 10 days, they bonded with that animal, yeah. right? They, ma they made that really special connection. So when you see stuff like that, when we see these social re relations kind of evolve, you're like, yeah, they're, they're a lot like us. So, yeah. uh, man, anything's possible. Anything's possible. I read something just today about, uh, I'm sure you read it, about the monkey. They call it Monkey Island in Puerto Rico, I think it yeah. was. Calle where Santiago. They survived. Yeah. Uh, two major hurricanes, and they thought there would be like 500 of them left on the island. Turns out that they didn't quite flourish, but they survived really well, and they had developed, uh, you know, different social structures and things like that. And it, it really is kind of amazing. I, I wanted to ask you real quick: how do you how are, how do you monitor them? You said you monitor their levels. Of, yeah. How well, do you monitor that. So. So we do the behavioral monitoring. That's pretty easy, right? You sit with a piece of paper, uh, you know, a tablet, and you're mm -hmm. recording what you see. But then we do a lot of hormone work, right? So mm -hmm. it's either through a urine sample. Okay. Um, we actually have the, the gorillas trained to give us a saliva sample. So they'll chew on a cotton swab, and then they trade it back, and you take that cotton swab, and you centrifuge it down to get saliva out of it, and then you can run the chemical assays out of that. So, um, our, you know, some of our gorillas are trained to give a blood sample. Well, they'll put their arm in a sleeve, and you can – put a little butterfly in there and, yeah. and get a blood sample. So we, we got to go at it a bunch of different ways, depending on the species, right? Gorillas are gorillas and orangs are kind of, for us, they're the most well-trained. We have the most involvement with them. Sometimes mm -hmm. you're, you know, one of my first jobs here was, you know, I was, my first research project was with the tamarins and I was collecting um, urine samples. So, mm -hmm. so my job as a, you know, I was probably 24, 25, <laughs> was to go in first thing in the morning before the monkeys wake up turn on the lights and what's the first thing you do when you wake up? <laughs> yeah. You got to go to the bathroom, man. Yeah. So I was there with little cups, like catching monkey urine samples, you know, every morning. So not exactly a glamorous job, but, <laughs> right. but you know, we all, we all started. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> so yeah. So it's like when you, when you get that, then you're able to turn that over to the science team and the vet team. They're able to look at stress hormones and reproductive hormones and all that sort of stuff. So it, it's a, uh, it's really cool. It, it, that's what I mean by the complexity of what's involved in these things. And a lot of those hormones track back to the same kinds of things in humans yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been nervous or, or scared in, in the company of, what? you talk about uh, gorilla yeah. behavior. Are you, have you ever been nervous I, about around them? Well, so you, you have to trust structural integrity. Right? I've never been in a space <laughs> with, with an animal like that. And I'll tell you what, when a, when a silverback comes and runs and kicks the mesh in front of you and yeah. you're a couple feet away and you're in an enclosed space, that, that sound, yeah. right. That, that chest beat when it echoes inside that, that, <laughs> that'll get you, you know, that'll get your heart <laughs> right, racing. Right? Right. I will say the one thing that kind of, the one thing that gave me the most chills is I was in a facility once and in a chimp facility and the group I was watching was, was baby chimpanzees. Mm. And, uh, one of the locks, they had two-piece padlocks, right? And one of the, it was just a lock on like a feeder or something, yeah. and the and the the, the lock yeah. came apart, right? 
So it wasn't a big deal, right? The staff came in, kind of, you know, pushed back in. And one of those, you know, young chimpanzees, like maybe less than two years old, he went around and reached his arm out and pulled on every single other lock on the <laughs> right? So, so he knew, like, oh, one lock wasn't working. Yeah. Maybe the rest of them wasn't. So oh that's the, that was the, my aha moment early in my career. I was like, oh. Great behavioral okay. moment, though. <laughs> they're, they're probably, yeah, they're probably smarter than I am. Right? Right. I, need to, I need to watch my stuff, right? And then the other thing I wanted to ask you, do you have relationships with them? I mean, do they know you? Do they know people? people do they know the the workers i mean yeah they know people okay. they know they know the staff that okay. works with them they don't know me i'm but, but, a i'm a non-entity to but them but they now, do but have yeah. relationships when you know the same as you, i guess your dog or your cat would they know you and they for sure respond to you yeah so. for sure so the animal care team i mean we'll we you know i'll i'll, I'll go back and and see you know what the team's doing mm-hmm. They always keep an eye on me because I'm the stranger, right? Mm-hmm. But they they trust the team that works okay. with them. And yeah. I, I will say, you know, for those who, you know, critique zoos, you know, when you see what these animal care teams are able to do with these animals, right? Yeah. And they're, you know, we don't make an animal participate in a training session, right? If they just want to, you know, they just don't want to participate. They want to go sit in the back. They can, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're still going to get their food. We're not starving them out or anything like right. that. So... That, that, that's a relationship, right? That's trust that, mm-hmm. that's built between that, that animal care professional and, and the animal. And, and you, it's pretty remarkable, right? They, they, and they have, they have preferences, right? Right. They, they like some more than others, right? They, they, <laughs> they, you know, just like humans, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's, there, there are really incredible bonds that are built. And, the, and when, you, when you lose an animal... That that's hard on not only the an, other animals in the group, but on yeah. the, the on the team, right? Yeah. It's, it's like losing a family member, right? You're you're there, and in, in some cases, like they're spending more time with these animals than they are their family, exactly. right? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's it, there's a deep connection there for sure. Before before Joji drops the uh, million dollar question here, um, I wanted to ask you: Did Baby Kayembe is that is that how you yeah. pronounce the name? Yeah. Did the the did he make it on time to be on the Netflix? Uh, special because I know they have that the the zoo was part of the of the of the documentary, you know. Yeah, so we have we have two baby gorillas now, right? Okay. So Kayambe just turned yeah. two; he's two years old, and then we had another little baby who dropped in time, and they it was on uh, Netflix. We have a little female now. Yeah. So what is it called? So, baby yeah. baby can. We we just say baby K. Baby can. Um, her her, na- her name's Kunda, okay. which means love in Kiswahili, which is or I'm sorry, Kenya Rwandan, uh-huh. which is where we do a lot of our conservation work. So they kind of gave us some nice. some names that that are cultural appropriate in uh-huh. those areas and so we were, we were really proud to have that and in you know people all over the world you know getting to see you know getting to see the, the our group group is pretty cool what but it's a netflix documentary you should check it out i, I will it, check it out it's uh it's just baby uh it's baby gorilla cam or baby animal cam yeah. you can just search it you and can, it's you can just watch them in their in their habitat it's, yeah. like, it's really it's really amazing yeah I, I, we have to check that out um yeah just some something for the plane should we ask yeah. her? Yeah, exactly. Uh, should we spring the million yeah, dollar question? Yeah, let's just get the, because, okay. get the elephant in the room. Yeah, let's <laughs> the, the gorilla in the room. Here yeah, we go. Let's not get the, the gorilla, gorilla. Here in the we room. go. Silverback. Uh, again, we are halftime act aficionados. That's yeah. been the theme of the show for. And our goal what, is to improve the halftime. And our goal show. is to improve. Although <laughs> well, last night, uh, Sunday nights was great. Was the upside down speed painter. 
Have you ever seen him, Doctor? No, I have not. He puts up a big black canvas and he kind of real quick with both hands, boom, 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 you know, paint yeah. a player and then he spins I kind of don't like that much because I, I, I think it's pretty I cool. can't rest during halftime. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a one man show. So when there's like a music oh, yeah. act, I, I like it because I play it and it's like, hey, there you go. There Enjoy you go. the halftime show. <laughs> so years ago, we kind of started this and we wondered if it would be possible. You know, you see the videos, you're on Instagram, you see the videos of little monkeys riding a dog or. Well, they can do anything. You know better than any of us. They're entertaining. They can do anything. They can do tricks if you want. We are wondering if there's any... Could there be a monkey halftime act during a Cavs game? I'm just going to ask the question. Uh, if there is, Cleveland Metro Park Zoo will not be part of it. <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about I answer it that way? <laughs> Wait a minute. Why not? No, wish wash around. He just came right out. Yeah, I mean, we we have we have some animals that we do. Uh, we call ambassador animals, so they'll go out into the community, be part of a community program, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but it's it's you know when you're doing stuff like that, it's typically a solitary animal. Yeah. yeah. Because to do that, you got to take them out of their group, right? And yeah. th- those groups are important, right? Mm-hmm. So we we don't we don't do that here. Um, plus, primates, there's a whole sort of disease risk kind of thing. Right. I, I agree with you. It would be really cool. Right, I, I, I'm of the generation. I remember that. You guys ever see the the Lancelot Link chimp? Oh it was like yeah, the voiceover oh chimp stuff. Yeah, like I used yeah. to think that was hilarious when right, I was a kid. Right, right. It was probably really bad for those animals, right? Like yeah. I would oh, like yeah. to see the yeah. every which way but lose it was. Yeah, right. Yeah. The orangutan. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was amazing. Pro- probably okay. not really good for those animals, okay, right? So, so that's, that's where we've evolved to. Like we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to provide really great care for those animals in those spaces, and that that's where they're gonna be. You know what? I, that that brings up another question. Then, so when you see Animals going talking about movies like you were earlier. When you see like any which way but loose or Lancelot Link, uh, great reference by the way. Uh, <laughs> the first time you're gonna have that. Is that, is, yeah. that, is that difficult on the animals? I mean, those animals are not. I doing imagine what they it was. Do. Yeah, yeah, I imagine it was. Yeah. And and what you're seeing now is you know with CGI, you're seeing that pivot away from live animal actors, yeah. and, and there's much more CGI, right? Yeah. The new Planet of the Apes, right? That's mm-hmm. all. It's all Andy's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all CGI now. So, yeah. and I, I think that's why, because it's hard. It's hard on the animals. It, it's, you, know, you never know exactly what you're going to get as a participant. Right. Right. Especially if you want to do something big and, and, you know, the stuff that people really want to see, you know, I, I'm, a porcupine is one thing. Right. A and gorilla or a chimpanzee. Yeah, what I'm true, and I have right. to believe 20,000 noisy humans oh, screaming yes, at it yeah. probably would be yeah, the worst Yeah, it's not thing. the best. What about in the that? case of, speaking of separation and all that, because I know there's also special cases, like, I forget, the, was it Coco, the name of the of the, the gorilla yeah. who, who did sign language? Yeah. And obviously there was a, that was a special case, no? Was he also a separated animal? Or? Yeah, so that was a separated animal, right? Kind of grew up solitary. So mm-hmm. I, I think it, when, when we see that sort of stuff, right? It's, it was a practice that, I, you know, a, a lot of places did in the 70s and 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing what we know now, though, those animals don't ever develop the social skills to ever be in a social And they can be in the, in the wild, right? Because no, they get, no, they get, no, no. They get right. abused. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a situation where, you know, you, you want to, and this is the, the situation with Kayembe. We wanted to get Kayembe back in that social group as early as possible because we know we can keep them alive, but we can't make them a gorilla, but you won't, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So the earliest that anyone had surrogated a, a, a gorilla back into a group was like three months old. We did it on day one. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, if you look at him socially, he is a normal 
you know, gorilla. He, he, he shows all the, the behavior patterns, you know, and, and that's what we want to see, right? We can keep them physically alive, but there's a lot of learned behavior in a primate that you miss out on if you're not with other gorillas. And, I, and that's why we really try so hard to get them back. And that's early. the part I think that, you know, ignorance, for lack of a better word, kind of makes people look because it, it, for, for some of us, speaking of ignorance, for some of us, it might sound cool to have a, like an, a, an animal in a house. Like, but, but then you don't think of the damage that, you, that you're actually changing yeah. the nature of the animal by, yeah. by taking yeah. him out of, the, out of his group, no? Yeah, and we've been very vocal about, you know, the, the you know, private ownership of, mm. of, you know, primates and dangerous animals. And Ohio didn't have... like it's a good thing. No, it's not. And it, you know, that, not for the animals, not for the, you know, for the people, quite honestly. Right, right. right? And, and it wasn't too long ago, I, Ohio didn't really have legislation around that. And we, we do now, mm. um, which, which kind of protects people and protects animals in, in a really good way. And we've been, you know, strong advocates for that. You know, if you're, if you're going to have animals in this kind of situation, you need to have professionals that are really, you know, living it for the animal's benefit, not necessarily for the human's benefit. No, you're making it very difficult because now you're making a think about a push in the show. We don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to promote cruelty any, towards any animals. Right. Yeah. So I'm we just, might have to change the animal that we want on the show. Well, I'm hearing for you. Like I'm, I'm challenging <laughs> you because otherwise you get bored, right? If you had the answer now you got, <laughs> now you got to work a little harder to come up with that. that no, but you know what I would show. love to, I would love to find a way for us to be involved with the primates here at the zoo. Kind yes. of like, you know, I don't know what the possibility though. We'll go do, we, we should of, go do a walk and talk one day, right? or at least Let's to promote. Because I like to, I like to people, the millions of people that listen to us, <laughs> to yeah. know all the possibilities that you can, how what you can enjoy here at the zoo. I had a blast the, the two three hours that I was here that morning, and also if you want to have a party. You can have your own private party here, right? Yeah, yeah. We have rental facilities. We've yeah. got events, right? There's a lot of different ways to enjoy the zoo now. And, um, you know, it's that, that animal piece is a, a big part of it, right? Yeah. You see the diversity of animals. And, and we try to, you know, really focus on the cultural piece of it too, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, with a, a, a lot of animals from Africa or Central and South America and really kind of bring out that cultural piece. Because, you know, if, you're, if you grow up with those animals around, you have a mm -hmm. different relationship, right? It means something yeah. in your culture that doesn't... You know, when we're growing up and you see white-tailed deer here in Cleveland, it's not the same, <laughs> right? Right. So you're trying to make a connection with. Speaking with of animals. Cleveland, what happens in the winter? Obviously, I, mean, I imagine they have indoor and outdoor facilities. Yeah. So by you know we're you know early November now, right? So for the most part, the animals that are going to be in for the winter, like they can't tolerate winter, they're inside, right? They've got indoor spaces. And, you know, one of our big projects is coming up is a, a primate forest project where we're kind of reimagining our rainforest building and creating a, a big space for gorillas and orangutans that's using new construction materials. It's like they're outside year round, right? It's kind of like, mm -hmm. like a giant greenhouse kind of approach. And, and that's, that's kind of as we evolve in zoos, right? You're having animals that can have that tropical environment in Cleveland year-round, right? Not just get into a small space. And then we have animals that, that love the weather here, right? This is coming in <laughs> prime time for, yeah, yeah. for the tigers and, and some of the bear species oh, cool. and snow leopards and things like that. So those are the animals that will go out, you know, on a January day and just lay in a snowdrift and be, be happy about <laughs> it, right? Don't feel bad for that. They're yeah. enjoying life. Yeah, 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 totally loving it. Totally loving it. Dr. Kuhar, even though you destroyed our dream, <laughs> Even though you crushed our dreams today, you know what? We're going to go back to the drawing board. It's yeah. very encouraging. We're going to go back to the drawing board, and we're going to come back here 
later on in the season with a new plan. But the, the thing is going to be, you're going to have to find a domestic animal because any other animal well, from, the, from the wild is going to be... But even if we do, we should still consult with Dr. Kuhar yeah, course, as far as, yeah. I'm thinking about you guys. I don't want you to get bored on these road trips. I want you to keep, <laughs> keep pushing the envelope, right? right? We'll be sitting next to each other on the plane tomorrow working through this problem. Okay. We're already at it. We already got to figure it <laughs> out. Let me know how I can help. Let me know how I can help. <laughs> Dr. Kuhar, thank you so much for uh, having us here at the zoo. And uh, Is this your first time again. in an executive office? For sure. Uh, yeah. I, I told you last time, I maybe not the last time, but I'm used to coming to the zoo where we had the elephant keys, where you push the elephant keys you and know, you hear the story. We still have those now. It's uh, just a modern version. We got video screens with them now. Yeah, yeah, you got to come check out the adventure keys. And how do those and, work? And we had, it was, like a, it was like a big, it was like a key, and the Plastic. elephant's trunk was the key part. Mm -hmm. And you'd put the elephant's trunk into a little machine right in front of the exhibit, and it would explain... Oh, that's about cool. the animal. Yeah, cool. and you would take your key around the zoo. Do you have do you have like audio guided tours here as well, or is it all did you walk and oh, well, read for the and most learn? part? I mean, we do have education programs that you can register in. You kind of do some behind the scenes stuff mm -hmm. and things like that. For the most part, it's self guided. Yeah, uh, we found that you know people like that aspect of it. Yeah. But anyone who has any sort of like hearing or visual impairments, we have programs for for those sorts of things. And and the zoo keys are, uh, you know, that that does a big thing in the 50s 60s yeah, yeah. and 70s and we brought them back now and just we're now we're in the process of updating them to adventure keys where it's not just audio anymore now you get a video screen oh wow oh. so it's yeah, yeah. welcome <laughs> we gotta come to the, well, welcome to the I, 2020s man I, I need to i need i really do i next day off we gotta come we make next a trip off, to the metro park uh, I, I mean i really need to come to the zoo when i used to come to the zoo one more thing is there was monkey island I, yeah. That does, probably does not exist anymore, so, does it? So Monkey Island went away in 2019, Okay. and we we actually built a new rhino exhibit. So the Daniel Maltz Rhino Reserve now is an expansion of our existing rhino habitat that covers the space that Monkey Island used to be in. And we actually, I hope this never again happens in my career, we opened it while the zoo was closed for COVID. Mm. <laughs> we were doing drive-throughs, wow. and uh, we were able to open that exhibit. We did the construction all through COVID and, and, and reopened it, and uh, so that's a rhino space now. Yeah. Let me, I'm sorry to interrupt, but let me ask oh. you, I think you mentioned COVID. Yeah. And you, we were talking about how primates and humans are basically yeah. similar, right? How did that affect the animal population in the zoo? Was there any cases? Was that, were you... So I will say uh, we had no documented cases of COVID in our in the animals in our. But care. you were taking all the extreme care. Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't mean that you know, like humans, right? There's some people who probably had COVID and never knew that they had it. We yeah. probably had some asymptomatic animals at some point, mm -hmm. um, but we didn't have any uh, any that tested positive. And we only tested if we saw symptoms, right? So mm -hmm. it's possible that, like many of us, mm -hmm. you know, you had yeah. it and you didn't even know it. Um, but we didn't have anything of that. You know, we were closed for 90 days. And I will say when the guests came back, you saw a definite change in behavior. The animals were there like actually paying attention to the guests again. They're like, mm. oh, this is new. I haven't, where you guys been? We haven't seen you in a while, right? Gone, yeah. And then after a couple of weeks, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's the same. <laughs> do you have pets? I do. And do they, are they the most perfectly behaved pets of all time? I have a, a poorly trained Labrador Retriever. Huh, but, they're all poorly trained. Uh, yeah, yeah she, was a, she was a little bit of a rescue, and uh, she's a very sweet dog, but I, I will say I, she's not the best trained animal. Right? <laughs> Some, sometimes I, I, I try to blame it on my kids that they're not. It, it, 
it's that's it's, it's all me. Right? We got we got to spend a little bit more time with her, right? <laughs> that's great of you to admit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I in the office. Clock out and head home. Dr. Guar, thank you so much for being on Wine Gold Radio, and uh, we will be right back after these messages. Thank you, Ed. What is the question? We've got questions from Twitter. Again, follow us questions on Twitter. From Twitter. At Cavs Audioverse. At Cavs Audioverse. And Chotzak, the Magnificent, will okay, provide Ed. the answer. Move, move, moving on. You're killing the <laughs> Alex Toma. Alex, Alex Toma has asked on Twitter. Alex Toma. Which Cavalier? Which Cavalier? Will lead the team in three-point percentage this in season. Three-point percentage. I tell you, Wade is on a is on track. He's uh, shooting 65 percent from three-point range. But I'm going to put my hopes in uh, Young Garland, a pure shooter. Garland, before the season over, will lead this team in three-point shooting. It. All right. Our next Chonsack the magnificent question. Jeremiah Jindra asks, How many points? How many? Points, points tonight. Tonight, will Garland and Mitchell combine for? I won't answer that. <laughs> that sounds like one of those betting apps right there to me, doesn't it, Tim? <laughs> Jeremiah, Chozak denies the question. <laughs> Thirty-five, twenty-seven. Cavaliers with an eight-point lead. Now, back to Wine and Gold Radio. Maury's wigs don't come off! Okay, everybody, and welcome back to I'm Wine s- I'm and sad. Gold Radio. What, what, I, I know. My, my dreams have been crushed. I mean, crushed. <laughs> yeah, that should be the title of this podcast. <laughs> like, we have to come up now with, like, because <laughs> he clearly didn't even allow it. And, and let me say, <laughs> and see if Dr. Kuhar is listening to us, let me say that we never even thought of in, of involving the the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo in our in our in our plan, but no. the fact that he was very clearly that not playing along with right. <laughs> never happened. Now it, it 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 makes me feel like it'd be wrong of us to have, to continue the campaign for a monkey halftime show because of what he just explained to I us. Agree. I agree. So now we have to come up with a whole different thing. I agree. I, I agree. have a different challenge. You need to tell me who you want on the show, like like off the wall, and I'll, and I'll see if I go get him. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't think it's right for us to go with a with a monkey halftime show. You know my guy. You know. No, who I'll want. get. I'm working on that that's one. That's yeah. I want. I'm that's working on that red. one. That's yeah. my. That's I'm working my, on that one. My goal. I want to. And then maybe afterwards we can all celebrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we do it while we while we record. That's exactly. You know what? Okay. I'll even do it. Oh, okay. Well then, especially depending on how the election goes tonight. Make, <laughs> make it happen, and I'll bring I'll bring the party. I'll bring the party favors. You bring Bill Walton. How about yeah. that? <laughs> hey, speaking of big parties, yeah, we we got the West Coast trip and yes. the biggest party of the year. 
The day my parents have been looking forward to that, you don't uh, understand how, man. Not as much as as I. Ever have. since the pandemic, and then you were you you were in there last year. In like two years. Yeah, so they're really looking forward to uh, for for those of you listening. We went, whenever we go to Sacramento, my my mom insists of cooking, and my dad oh. insists on preparing the bar. So Oops. we we ha they have. I mean, they really look forward to that day. It's it's the best the, day of the year. The moment the schedule comes out and then he starts asking, the, the finals are over and my dad is like, when's the schedule coming out? When are you guys coming? I'm like, dad, we have to wait for the schedule. So that, it's going to be Sunday Yeah. and we should do, we're going to, we, are we planning to do an episode from, from, from the party? I, I think we should, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, and I, I'm always grateful to all you guys for coming because they they really look forward. To, that's like a day they mark in their calendars. Yeah. And, well, I, and, I love it. I'm and not really because I'm forward. coming home, it's because you guys are coming home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They talk to you all the time, yeah. Yeah, every day. Uh, but that—that that is the second uh, leg of the, of the road trip. Uh, first yeah. leg is tomorrow night uh, or. Wednesday night, I yeah. should say, Oklahoma City. It's a tough road trip, man. We're really going to see yeah. a really young team here yeah. in Oklahoma, right yeah. across the street, right out my window. Yeah. You know, with Chet Holmgren coming back and basically his rookie season, you know, an all-NBA guy in, in Che Gilgis and yeah. a, a good supporting cast. Yeah. And then we go to... San Francisco, where they have a bone to pick with us now. Yeah, and I've never been to that. It's the only arena I've never been. It's to. a really nice arena too. Yeah. You know, even though they built a whole broadcasting booth, mm -hmm. and then the Spanish table is outside <laughs> in the hallway. So they built a new stadium, and they forgot that. You know, whatever. So we and then we go to Sacramento, which is another team yeah. that is not an easy, yeah. not an easy bone to no. pick there. So be a tough out. Portland, you know, it's it difficult because it's the last game of the road trip, like, and we and all want to go. We're like halfway home already, and yeah, yeah. And, and you know, so and it's a, a difficult. It's always a tough stop. But as JB said, and I always said, the first full season that JB had that we travel when we started. Remember in in Denver, and then we went to play the back to back in LA, and we won the first two games. And I will never forget we were practicing at USC. Mm -hmm. And everybody was making fun of Caleb because they have a picture of, uh, I think it was DeMar DeRozan who was blocking him or somebody, <laughs> somebody was like, it's a picture in the, in okay. the, in the USC gym. And then, but I remember JB telling the guy, cause everybody was so happy, go lucky. Cause we were, we have won, we beat Denver and we beat the Clippers the night before. Mm. And he was like, listen guys, I want you to remember that we are going to hit a skid in the season, and this is that's the time when you guys got to remember this moment. Cause yeah. No, no finger pointing. No, we all lose together too. So he always mentions the fact that the the, the team bonding it, it happens here on the road. Yeah, and, and these yeah. long road trips, we share meals, we yeah. go and you know, and all that. So I'm really looking forward to see what how 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 we come out of this. And it just as long as we're healthy, mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's what that's the only thing I, I think they're looking for right here. And that's a really good point about bonding in that this team, you know, I mean, they still they still have I don't want to say issues, but they still have to get yeah. their chemistry. They right. change I mean, a lot. You know, still, there's two big pieces right. that we're you're, you're still adding pieces. So I mean, a, a nice week and a half road trip is really mm -hmm. actually real good for what they're going through right yeah. now, just to kind of. Uh, and I'm happy for my dude, my guy, man, the El, El Wolverine. Carrie Slavert. <laughs> That's your guy. He's the only guy. I'm, I, I'm, I have a campaign. I'm asking for a friend. Like, how come when he starts, Darius Garland is from Vanderbilt, and Isaac Okoro is from Auburn, and Jared Allen is from Texas, and Mobley is from USC, and then Carrie Slavert is from Columbus, Ohio? Because Michigan's cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they might suspend khaki pants. 
Right? They think they might suspend him. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's going to the pros. That's anyway. how much they want to help you, Ohio State. They already gave him the number one ranking. Then <laughs> they put Michigan three, so they don't have to worry about facing them again. I don't even know and that happened. And then, and then now they might suspend khaki pants for the for the for the USC game, for the Ohio State game. But Michigan is going to walk all over them. I hate I hate to agree with you, <laughs> yeah. but I, I think they're going to. I think they might get a little. Yeah, I think they might this be a spanking. Year, they're just Buckeye. This is not the Buckeyes' year. They have a, probably the best wide receiver in the Ooh, country. Yeah, he's good. He's like but, his dad. Yeah, but they don't have the, all the team like they have had had. had Speaking that. of our, our, a guy that we're trying to get, Reflog, and the, and the memes he had that beat uh, that that bit or like the Lamborghini or some car parking <laughs> yeah, in the in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> That's my that's my that's my uh, my second on my list for you. Yeah, I'm, uh, we're getting replug because I love that guy. Yeah, we're getting replug. He's really funny, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, why don't we say some uh, goodbyes? Yeah, man. And some thank yous and get the hell out of Let's here. Let's get out of here and uh, go eat a nice pregame meal or yeah. uh, uh, a team dinner. I yeah, guess. we gotta go bonding. Yeah. We gotta got bond. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we have to thank uh, BJ Evans always, who uh, hooks us up with all our our uh, player guests and everything like that. Uh, and he runs the department and he's right on, he's right on, man. He runs it with the iron. Yeah, boom. Uh, we have to thank Sling and Sammy, uh, yeah. our fifth year senior, who's really a friend of the show. He, and by the way, he we really wants to help us out. We're really thrilled that obviously we're sad of all the people that lost their lives and, and had their lives changed in Maine. And yeah. Sling and Sammy is from Maine and his family yeah. were there in lockdown Real for a close. couple of days and really close to the thing. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're really thrilled and happy that his family is okay, but also praying that obviously, what what does the onion says? When they, when something no like way that to happen. prevent this uh, yeah. from happening. Yeah. It's the only country where... It's this, just sad. Yeah, but it's terrible. It, it, it's really bad. But it's, we're happy that everybody, at least, that yeah. we know. Happy, uh, happy for okay. Sam's family. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, we have to thank the sophomore of the year. Okay, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think anybody's even going to challenge. I think no. Devin Booker is... Uh, yeah, But Shiromi, you forgot Shiromi. Oh, I did forget Shiromi. And but he's going to be a dad. And... He's already. I saw. Up, yeah. He's gonna be an. Uh, he's gonna be a dad again. Congratulations to Sharome. Yeah. I love Sharome. He is. Yeah. He's the king, man. I mean, yep. uh, nothing goes without Sharome. He's you a Jets fan anybody. now, by the way. He's not a Jets fan. Yeah, he's a no, name. he's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's. But Romy's the guy. Uh, he's the straw that stirs the drink. We got to thank uh, Joe Fritchin, uh, one of your bosses. Yep. Uh, your your nice boss. And then, we have to, <laughs> <laughs> then we have to thank Boo Banks, who who crushes you and keeps you keeps you under your thumb. <laughs> Where you belong. <laughs> what did you say? Good cup, back cup? Good cup, back cup. <laughs> uh, we have to thank uh, the best human being in Cleveland, Lucy Varis. Yes. Lucy is the best. Yes. She's the best. I had uh, something bad happen to me uh, recently, mm -hmm. and I was switching my bags for the road, and Lucy had left a little note. Just a nice oh, that's nice. She's the best. Really, yeah. she is the best. Uh, and then, of course, the best male in Cleveland, uh, D-Mac, <laughs> working dude. Who runs the... the he what? runs the, the video department with the, with the cookie fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, so we have D-Mac, and then, of course, of course, the dynamic duo of Dirty Kurt and the bidet guy. The bidet guy. Marty Allen. Hang on. You keep talking for a second. I'm going to go look in the bathroom. <laughs> No be there here. Are you kidding? In Oklahoma. <laughs> no be there, Marty Allen. Sorry, it's uh, it's just not going to work out here. Maybe the next stop. Uh, but thanks to uh, Marty Allen, we'll see you in from Sacramento. Man. We'll see you from Sacramento. We'll check in uh, later on this week. And as always, good night, Freddie Mac. Freddie Mac.